Everybody, welcome back. It's episode number 20. Vainty, you heard that right. Episode 20 of Controlled Chaos. Zach Woolley here, of course, joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Owen Kiska. Owen, we made it to 20. We did. Crazy stuff. Absolutely. Just to finish off the year? Absolutely nuclear. We we didn't even time this. It just so happens that our 20th episode nah. is our last episode of 2020. So we got 20 Beautiful. in 2020. Let's go absolutely brazy. Man, oh man, oh me, oh my. It's been a journey, man. It's been a journey. Oh yeah, it absolutely has. And I uh, I didn't know if we'd make it this far, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, me neither, but you know, we're just getting started. It's cooking time here at Control Chaos. So without further ado, let's get into music. Starting with a project that we thought we've been hyping up since we started the podcast. Playboy Cardi, Whole lot of Red whole lot of skips for me not the best project in my mid. eyes yes whole lot of mid um i'm gonna be honest with you owen i had to leave the project at a time um i oh, got wow. about uh four songs in and i uh, got to uh the uh, actually three songs and i got to the track titled stop breathing and uh i had to stop the project it was not good <laughs> i I'll, I'll just put you, it like you seen the have you seen the twitter memes where everyone's asking each other what the what the third song is on the album and then when they when they respond stop breathing <laughs> they get banned yes that is that's the funniest thing because it's like uh that's some good stuff it's just good good for the soul I, I don't know if this album was good for my soul at all um yeah i i i kind of have to agree with you i mean i, I have to kind of tiers of songs on this album like i feel like there are 10 to 12 songs on this album that if they were the entire album i would have thought it was a good album i would have given it like a 7 7.5 somewhere around there like it would have mm -hmm. been a pretty good album not not to the level of die lit but it would have been good and uh just the fact that this thing's 24 songs like over an hour long i mean you really have to be switching things up if you're going to do that and it felt like just every single song was the same yeah for, for much of it for a lot of the project. I mean, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would I started listening to this as I was finishing wrapping my Christmas presents. So it was like mm -hmm. a 1 a.m. listen. And it was not. I, I had to go to sleep. And I was like, oh, maybe it'll sound better <laughs> on Christmas Day. And it did not. It was, yeah, I mean, no. at times, I really ex I expected the Kanye feature to be solid. And I got past that my first listen. I was like, uh, uh no. Did not sound. It, it, yeah, it grew on me a little bit mm -hmm. on the second and you know later listens but i i agree with you the first time i heard the kanye feature i definitely wasn't feeling it i think the only song where on the first listen like in the first half at least where i actually listened to it and thought hey i really like that song was the one with cuddy mm -hmm. just because i think he killed his verse i was just about to say uh, kid cuddy gets hot and he stays getting hot on this album i mean obviously, he is obviously on, the hums on that song too he is on fire right now is kid cuddy it was actually yeah. a really good track um besides that i liked new neon that was solid yeah. um and i, I, I think I, one I'm, of my favorites was i love you i hate you yeah the uh i think that one had pierre production on it mm -hmm. and that's something that we were talking about it was like we were expecting a lot more of pierre pierre did not come yeah. out here for this album no. there was not no, a lot of pierre born we needed production. him to yeah so and, and, i mean some of the beats were okay they're all pretty basic just like hard-hitting like bass boosted trap beats kind of sounding mm -hmm. and uh 
I can take that up to a certain point, but at some point it just got to the, you know, every song sounding pretty much the same. And I don't know. It's a little frustrating. Very frustrating. A little annoying. Because we were expecting this album to be a one that was kind of career defining for uh, Playboy Cardi. Absolutely. And it really just missed on a lot of aspects because it was hyped up. The fact that Kid Cudi's not even on it. Pissy Pamper. Oh, my gosh. He didn't even put it on the album. Yes. And I, I know he announced the deluxe today yeah and that's gotta so, have to that's probably coming sooner rather than later i'm sure he was hoping to milk the original and then drop the deluxe so, a little yeah. later but after how poorly uh it was no, recepted yeah, i mean to. he was getting roasted on twitter on top of iggy azalea who he has had a child with <laughs> just blaming him too so it was a very sad christmas he was for he was playing ps5 with uzi when his kid was born not the smartest okay. thing in the world and is, is the uh is the rumor when you're getting roasted by uh, your baby mama on Twitter, uh, something's got to be yeah. going wrong for you. Um, yeah, he had a it wasn't a, looking too hot. Yeah, for him. He had a drop party in Atlanta. That was probably not the smartest thing to do either. Um, yeah. yeah, so very, very he did, sad. He did not have a very Merry Christmas. Yes, it was not a Merry Christmas for Playboy Cardi. So that's kind of sad. But on the other side of the spectrum, we got a single from a top dog artist on her journey. She goes oh, by the name did. of SZA. We did. SZA dropped an absolute monster track. And I think that was one of my highlights of the This was it was a great song. I I think honestly, I don't know if this is a hot take at this point or not, but I think honestly SZA is the third best member of TDE. Oh, that's maybe I I, I, I second out of out of her and Isaiah Rashad, which everyone drops an album next, we'll move up to second. Mm -hmm. But right now, those two are the only ones I think that are anywhere near Kendrick. Maybe Schoolboy Q if he drops another really good album to yeah. go out there, or maybe Absol. But uh, I think in right terms now those are my top three. I in, think SZA cemented that for me. In terms of star power, I think SZA is probably number two for me right now. Just the amount of following she has. Oh, absolutely. The amount of growth she's made over. I mean, it seems like forever since she dropped her last project. But oh yeah, and it's crazy because um, Control was such a good album, and mm-hmm. it seems like she's getting better. I mean, I can't wait to hear what her next album sounds like yeah it's gonna be absolute flames i think this is gonna be this is something that's big for tde i think kendrick is definitely gonna have to drop next year and if yeah. you can couple that with a scissor release i think tde is just gonna continue give me, the, give me anyone uh, else in tde give me another scissor give me a zay album give me a uh schoolboy album i would take i would take that even absol i would be fine with because uh he's had a couple albums features in the past that i've really enjoyed Mm -hmm. they've been really good with just the quality of music that they produce they might they might not drop a lot but when they do it's absolutely fire so that was a highlight of the week another highlight is the boy zach fox jesus (laughs) is the one uh, rapper zach fox drops two absolutely massive production bangers this week and we were talking about uh... it um just the amount of production just the production did not have to go that hard but it did yeah with 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 zach fox you really don't even need production like i don't go into those songs looking for production he's just a funny dude yeah i just want to hear what he has to say exactly i mean it was just it was bar after bar on a i h i h y two l n that was that was the uh first of the two and then marinate the second one God, I mean, it was just one liner after one liner. I can't say half of them. Oh yeah, I mean, very, very not not PG thirteen at uh, all is Zach Fox. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's fun to listen. To. It's amazing to listen to. Uh, Marinate was solid. 
Uh, let's see if we yeah. can find just one one-liner that's going to be funny. Um, God, I don't even know. I, I, I don't think we can say any of these. <laughs> yeah it really doesn't seem like it does it oh uh, yeah um, um <laughs> i'm just laughing right now um, um i was on the playground can, trying to control smoke out, he had the con- yeah that maybe he had the control out delete on my wrist uh that means it's frozen bar uh taking taking out a couple of uh you know a couple of b words in there mm-hmm. your b illiterate c say chanel like channel bar <laughs> she won a birkin bag i bought her a yankee candle bar i mean it goes on and on and just let it marinate that's what he is trying to get us to go by and i'm here for any there was there was one bar that i think was above all of them though it has to be when uh they ask him damn why you so angry and he says that's a stupid question slavery bar i mean (laughs) the bars are abundant with zach fox i mean this guy burst I mean, onto the scene. That? Yeah, I, I don't know how. How do you beat that? I mean, you need to step up if, if you're trying to. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of funny, too, because it feels like he really didn't have much of a music career until. Uh, I don't know if you watched The Cave, the series that Kenny Beats did on YouTube mm-hmm. for a while, where he would make beats and then like just have different guys come in and freestyle over them. That's how Jesus is the one was made. Like it was literally like yeah, that's a funny video. And he just hopped in the booth and freestyled. That's one of the funniest <laughs> videos I've ever watched. I Gosh, love that. That, that. That's like my. There's this TikTok trend. Like, what's your random obscure YouTube video? Yeah, that's my it's one. That one for me. Like, I just go back yeah. and watch. That's funny. It's, uh, yeah, I love watching that series because his stand-up comedy is funny too. Like, he's just a oh, yeah, funny dude hilarious. all the his way Twitter around. Page? Oh my Gosh, god, he's just a man amongst boys it seems like when it comes to bars uh but anyway getting back on a serious note we had another single from bakar who i don't know if if you listened to if you watched sunday night or any sunday football game on the nfl the nfl shop commercial has bakar in it so you've listened to his music before um yeah but drops a new single and i was i was fairly surprised by it i thought it was really good because i'm not i haven't really been on bakar for a long time but I I actually just got done before we started recording, listening to some of his discography, and it's like really good, surprisingly. Yeah, it, it's a, it's nice to listen to. He has a I think the first song maybe that introduced me to him was the one that he has with Dominic Fike. Yes, that's the one that it's, I was. Uh, yeah, I think that's the one that originally put me onto him, and then after that, I listened to a few more singles. I don't know if I've ever listened to any full projects from him, but uh. That's another guy who I would assume will be dropping at some point in 2021. He's been dropping singles for a couple months now, probably three or four of them at this point. I, I could see an album coming soon from him. I'll be yeah, nice listen. we had a album in 2018 and an EP in 2019. So He's album due. in 2021, hopefully, hopefully, because I'll tell you first time one of the singles he dropped this year, I've been on that. At least yeah, since yesterday. Song. Like, that's actually a <laughs> banger of yeah. a song. So, um, I think he's going to be interesting to listen to because he has a really nice, raspy voice, kind of like similar mm-hmm. to Omar Apollo, but I'm not going to give that comparison. Just like on that same yeah. vibey type um, wave. So, I- I'm-, I'm here for if he wants to drop a project. I think 2021 is going to be a big year for projects. You know, speaking of that, be. we have discussed our 2020 albums of the year we've been hyping it up ladies and gentlemen we're, we're really excited to bring you our top 10 albums of the year and that's going to be dropping this wednesday 
December 30th, be ready or whatever. I mean, be ready or I mean, be defeated be because be square. it is yeah. dropping Wednesday along with a special, 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 special playlist that you're not going to want to miss featuring the best songs from the best albums of the year. So be prepared for that. It, like I said, it is a chaos frenzy. Hashtag chaos frenzy this week on Controlled Chaos. Today, you got this episode as well as Every single song that has ever been on Doc Chaos Radio is live now. Go check that out on our Twitter page oh, at yeah. Controlled Chaos Pod. Merry Tom- Christmas. Tomorrow, you're getting another new edition of Doc Chaos Radio. Are you going to see Zach Fox? Are you going to see Whole Lot of Red? Who knows? You've got to tune in. It's getting updated tomorrow. And then, got no choice. Wednesday, Miracleless, December 30th, New Year's Eve Eve, we're dropping the special episode albums of the year me and owens top 10 albums of the year plus that special playlist hashtag chaos frenzy owen is just absolutely going bonkers right now hashtag chaos frenzy owen's doing backflips right now that's how pumped he is oh yeah i mean i don't even know what we're we're just hyped we're excited 2020 is coming to a close i've never been this excited in my life zach i mean this is i am actually like the adrenaline in my body is i am peaking yes I'm going absolutely nuts. I don't even know I how to cloud 12, 13. We are there. Okay. We were on, we were on one. Now we're really on one. We're going to be even more yeah, on one. On one. We got stuff coming out. Okay. Control on chaos one. is just getting started. So two oh, yeah. minute, get that Owen. That's how pumped we are. We had a two minute shameless plug. Okay. In the 12th That's minute. Beautiful. We're going. I can't. I can't wait for just, anything more than that. Ugh, I could run through a brick I mean, wall right now. That's how hype I am. We're absolutely. so pumped. You know what else I'm pumped for, Owen? What's that? Kelsey Lou featuring Eve's Tumor. God, I'm yeah. pumped for that. You like that song? I love that I listened song. To it. it was. It was. It was a pretty good song. Let all the poisons that lurk in the mud seep out. That's a handful for a song. Time. That is. That, I mean, that, that's that's many words. That is quite the handful. Many words. That's a lot, a lot of words. Are we going to see Eve's tumor on Wednesday? I guess you're going to have to tune in to find out. You might just have to tune in to find out. You just might. Eve's tumor with... I do know where you will see him. You are going to see him on the collection of all the Dot Chaos songs. Yes. Because he... I know we've put quite a few of its songs on there. He's going to be on the Dot Chaos vault. You better... That's what it is. Dot Chaos vault. Go. go check that out right now. Vault. What are you doing? Finish Call this episode. Dot Chaos wrapped. Yeah. Wrap it up. Put it I in mean... a present. Yeah. Santa got back to the North Pole and he's like, oh shoot, I forgot something. Dot Chaos wrapped. Yeah. Bars. That's all it is. Check it yeah. out. So yeah, we got a lot of stuff cooking in the music department. Oh yeah. And we want y'all to make sure that you're there. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and uh before we move on to sports, because I think we've uh, had enough of a shameless plug, I want to make one more proclamation. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with anything we were just talking about. It's yes. just something that crossed my mind. I feel like I have to say it. Uh, I will not be taking questions at this time, but no questions. I have allowed. decided that the outro of New Slaves by Kanye West is better than the beat switch in Nights by Frank Ocean. I'm sorry. I won't. I won't take questions at this time. But I, I've reached that point. Pleading the I fifth. Think the New Slaves outro is one of the most beautiful pieces of music I've ever heard. Wow. No questions are going to be asked, but that's all that needs no to be said. No questions asked. Owen's pleading the fifth, but that's that's what I it is. I said what I said. 
I mean, in the words of Thundercat, it is what it is. Absolutely. I I don't even know how to comprehend that. I'm still so jacked up about the Chaos Vault. I don't even know how to. Can you you disagree with me? I don't think I'm wrong. Um, I really don't. God, I just there's like a soft spot in my heart for the Knights Beat Switch, though. I don't know if I can oh, yeah, make me that too. distinction. That just shows you how much I like the new Slaves outro. It's like the reason this happened is because uh, on the way to Michigan, I drove all the way to Michigan in case uh, all our listeners didn't know. But I'm in Michigan right now. Uh, He's in the mud. I, I was watching. I watched a uh, mid 90s in the car. On the Whale of a here. film. The, uh, the Jonah Hill produced film. Whale of a film. Um, it, it, was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. But uh, the the highlight of the film for me, I think, had to be when he tries to jump over the gap when they're on the roof and uh, the new Slaves outro starts playing. And then he just eats it, absolutely plummets down onto a picnic table, his head's bleeding. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, it doesn't sound funny, but it's pretty funny. And the new Slaves outro just plays the whole time. It's so good. I loved it. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, actually. I... Especially, dude, have you heard the leaks with the Frank Ocean vocals on it? Ooh. Oh, okay. Then that that probably was take it over the edge. That's where that's where it peaks for me. Yeah, I think Best of both worlds. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm, no questions are being asked, but I'm gonna go with the Knights yeah. Beat Switch right now. But yeah. I will have to tune in to the leaked Frank's vocals on New Slaves, and I will let you know. I will let yeah. you know. All right, all right, all right. So I I I respect the take though. I will say that I respect okay. the take. I just I just wanted to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, though, won't be taking questions. No Just questions. He's pleading the fifth. Him. Pleading the fifth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we're not going to take any questions. We're just going to admit the fact that Coastal Carolina is not undefeated. Okay. Uh, the yeah. shots fall. That's to the... another thing. We won't be taking any questions at this time. No questions. Any comments, nothing. We're just going to bask in we're, how. We're just processing. How much fun the fun belt was this year. Okay. And oh, my God. that Even that last game. That was nuts. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Liberty could have scored a touchdown to win the game. What do they do? They try not to score the touchdown, but the ball pops out. Coastal gets the ball, and we're going to overtime. Like, what? It was pretty. It was a shocker. I because like the whole thing behind it is you waste time, kick the field goal at the end, and then Coastal doesn't get the ball back to score. Because you know, giving the ball back to Grayson McCall in the fourth quarter is is a recipe for disaster. Not a smart thing to do. But you know what else is a recipe for disaster? While you're trying not to score, Coastal Carolina tries to pull you into the end zone to let you score, and you drop the ball. How do you do that? And the running back with it the was so crazy specs. too. Like, yeah, dude, the the receiver too was like giving him a piggyback ride while it was all going on. Maybe even the reason he fumbled, like it was it was ridiculous. The defense was trying to pull him into the end zone to score, and his teammate was like trying to pull him out. And I think that's what actually caused the fumble. It was pretty insane. Hugh Freeze was internally screaming. Internally, oh yeah, screaming. He, he was going bonkers ballistic his mind his mind was just screaming because running back with the rec specs was just thinking oh, yeah. that his life was over but yeah what happens man's was, man's was contemplating they on the sideline they end up they end up winning coastal gets the field goal blocked and some some in my opinion bad play calling in that overtime oh yeah as well. i mean three three straight i mean he they run the same play twice just throw to the slot receiver up the seam it's broken up by the safety both times and then on third down, I don't even remember what they did. I think they went deep down the left side and like, I don't know. It, it just wasn't, it just wasn't what I was looking for there, especially because, you know, Liberty is uh, is kind of scrambling after they just got three points and overtime getting a field goal to start is never good because the touchdown wins it for the other team and Coastal just absolutely threw it away. 
And I mean, the RPO was working for them the whole game for Coastal. It was, absolutely. And the fact that they just kind of straight shied away from that in the overtime kind of yeah. made me kind of sad. But it's okay. Super Undefeated weird. regular season. Co. Sunbelt slash They're not going champions. anywhere. And they are here to stay. Grayson McCall is only a redshirt freshman. This kid is going to be something special. They will, them and Lula are going to control yeah. the fun belt for the long, oh, long yeah. time. They're, they're in it for the long haul. And, you know, we've been on the sun belt. We coined I, the term. We really were. I mean, we, turned, we coined the term the fun belt in week one after yes. they beat three big 12 teams. Episode you had, uh, four. Lula take out. Lula took out current top 10 team, even with three losses, Iowa State. Who does not deserve where they're at. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, we won't talk about that. We already... We've already already ripped them a new one. Iowa State enough, yeah. But then you had... uh, God, who else was it? It was Arkansas State, I want to say, beat Kansas State, and then Coastal beat Kansas. Mm -hmm. All in week one. We we literally coined the phone bell Mm -hmm. right there. We We should have trademarked it. We should have trademarked it. I mean, we... I mean, fun belt merch coming. Question mark, question mark. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hear anybody saying no. So yeah, nobody's telling us not to, <laughs> but all, all jokes aside, I think it was a really, really fun year and a year. I think that their season was aided a lot by the fact that other conferences, other power five conferences took a longer time to start. And it was them that we got to see first of, and it was them that we got to, yeah, you know, grow and love. Absolutely. And they were even being called America's team at the end yeah. of the Cure Bowl, it's, which, it's by the, the way, dream. had like the like Z team announcers for ESPN, like give Coastal, like give me Kirk give and Chris. Respect. I mean, <laughs> at oh, least yeah. give me Joe Tessa to or something like that. But. <laughs> It's whatever. I think it's a big year. They're on the map. If they can keep their coach, I think he's developing that winning culture. And, you know, we got we got, well, the, the Coastal's not over yet. Conway and the Teal Turf is just getting started. Oh, absolutely. You know, speaking of the Teal that's Turf, a, that's we, a hot spot. We had our we had our first bowl game on the Teal Turf with uh, North Texas. Uh, they lost to Appalachian State. That was sad. But guy we know, Lorenzo Thompson with a tutter, Atta man. Boy, Lorenzo. L. L with two, two tutters, man. Big ups, L. I, I mean, it's just cool yeah. seeing people you know get getting on the field. Yeah, true and the, freshman, too. And, and the teal turf Watch at out. that. Watch out for oh, the mean green and the boy, L. That's awesome, man. Uh, but besides that, man, yeah. it has been a very boring bowl season to say the least. I have not been intrigued. Oh, yeah. That There's... Liberty Coastal was absolutely the highlight of it. Every single other game at this yeah. point pretty much has been boring. Um, Even Marshall Marshall Buffalo, I expected to be a really good game. And then Buffalo's running back, that dude who had like 180 yards a game or something, yeah. was out for the bowl game, didn't play. And so that became a snooze fest. It was like 17 to 10 was the final. That was a doo-doo and, alert. And yeah, that we we desperately needed that Liberty Coastal going into this week, which is pretty much wrapping up bowl season at this point. Yeah. I mean, the semis are Friday, and then we'll have the national championship after that. But I mean, my Longhorns play tomorrow against Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. That one hasn't been canceled yet. We're in about 10 others that have been. Music City Bowl. I mean, that. these are significant bowls that are getting canceled. Yeah. I mean, Missouri had their gets canceled today and if, as we're recording this they're having then especially after a big year for missouri alia Drinkwitz and co just yeah. i mean that missouri team had their moments this year in the sec um they did but I, I think it's kind of fitting that these games are being canceled like it's it's sad prayers up for everybody that's getting 
um, affected by COVID. But I mean, do you really want a two and eight South Carolina team playing in a bowl game? I don't yeah, think no. so. That one wasn't. So, that one wasn't. I mean, I, I I don't I don't understand that whole rhetoric of yeah. Hey, that was a disaster. We had a bad year, but at some point, hey, we're going bowling. We need someone to play. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty disgusting. So we'll but, see, uh, man. We got the uh, yeah, we got the semis. Much all the New Year's New Year's six games semis coming up. Semi semis. I mean, I mean, they'll pretty much all be over by the time we next record. By the time we talk next week, we will have a national champion, uh, national championship game. We'll we'll find Deciding. out who's in there, and uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I and I think Notre Dame's want it to be Bama Clemson. I but I mean, let's be real. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Um. Let's not let's not lie to ourselves. No lying. Um. It's it's sad. I think Notre Dame's seventeen and a half point underdogs yeah, that's what I was gonna against say. Bama. 17, 18, something like that. And ah man, I don't know. I think I I, I don't even think I they're gonna cover. Bet, I still don't want to bet Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're covering. And if we're being honest, no, um, no. Speaking of betting, Ian, Ian Book's other. a great quarterback, great winner, but uh, he's not built to beat a team that has literally three of the five Heisman finalists. How insane is that? Yeah, that that's actually Mac nuts. Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith all semifinalists. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith will probably win it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been absolutely insane this year. I think the only but, way Notre Dame has a shot is they're going to have to contain Mac Jones and they're going to have to contain. Oh, I was going to say if he gets COVID. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's dark. But yeah, I mean, that, that's probably a better shot than trying to contain their offense. Cause it's absolutely deadly yeah. right now. I, yeah, I don't think we can contain their offense. So, uh, and once again, uh, their, their football semis, uh, they were supposed to be at the Rose bowl. This time it's back to Arlington, Texas and Jerry world who has just been hosting pretty much any major event they can the Rose Bowl. It's the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl at AT AT&T Stadium. Wonderful. Presented by Capital One. Hashtag sponsorship. So we'll see about that. I think the nightcap is going to be a really good matchup. I think Clemson-Ohio State is going to be decent. I think Clemson's going to pull – Clemson will probably pull away in the second half. Um but besides that, man, we'll see. We'll see. And we have yeah. we have a couple New Year's Six Bowl matchups, but the luster is starting to fade and fade fast. And we're we're Absolutely. moving on to our next uh our next next seasons, man. It's uh, almost time for the NFL playoffs. Oh, and I'm actually getting excited for it. Um especially and okay. It's gonna be crazy week seventeen. Oh yeah. Uh the Washington football team is playing Sunday night football, Owen. We're excited. Oh, We're are pumped. they? Did they get did they get uh moved into that or yes. they been in that slot? WFT versus the Eagles. So the winner Beautiful. of the Giants Cowboys game are gonna wait to see if the WFT can beat the Eagles. So if the Eagles beat the WFT next week, the winner of the Cowboys Giants game goes to the playoffs. As the as a six and ten team, yes, love to see that. We really do. It's just great football. Yeah, it's amazing. Meanwhile, football. ten and six AFC team is going to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We don't know which one yet. Could be the Ravens. Could be the Browns. Uh, God, who else is ten and six? It'd be sad. Or if it's could the be Browns. ten and six. Yeah, it really would be. But uh, one of the AFC South teams could end up missing. I don't know if that's a possibility. But the Titans and Colts could both end up ten and six after after today. Mm-hmm pretty crazy how many teams we've got just so close in the afc and meanwhile the uh colt mccoy led giants are still in the playoff picture heck yeah 
I mean, it goes on and on. Uh, you had a former Texans backup quarterback, Taylor Heineke, on standby <laughs> for the WFT. He came today. in. They oh, benched Dwayne Haskins for Heineke, yeah. Yep. And that, that that's a sign of dark times in the Texans yeah, franchise. Yeah. Maybe not as dark as uh, what happened. Oh, what happened this week for them when it comes to Deshaun Watson, who I'm hoping isn't playing next week. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, me too. He literally went down in this game, too. I was like, oh, God, what did we just do? And mind you, the Bengals don't have Joe Burrow. Fun fact. No, they had they had Brandon Allen, who we turned into Tom Brady today, as he had the most passing yards by a Bengals quarterback since Carson Palmer in, I think, 2009. It's great. It's wonderful. I mean, you know, future Hall of Famer Brandon Allen. You you know, you know the guy. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, the 2016 sixth round pick uh, from Arkansas. Yeah, and you know he's yeah, already that one. The bust yeah, is already he was a sixth round pick. In, in he was a sixth round pick. Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. So yeah, yeah. Call they call him Goat Junior because he's the yeah. Second they both went to colleges in the United States. Yeah, um, they're both males. You know. And yeah, uh, yeah, they are both males. And they're both right handed. So, so yeah, the, the I mean you you have to you have to excuse the Texans. I mean just yeah. Brandon yeah. Allen, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Game uh, recognized game. Game recognized. Yeah, game. just absolutely ruins our defense. But um, oh with, with yeah, real talk with third I string mean, right tackle Brett Kuvale, just letting yeah. <laughs> letting anybody and everybody just float past. Yeah, I mean I mean let's be honest, the Texans are. Like it's been ugly all year. The Texans have just hit rock bottom. We are officially at rock bottom. This is we can't go any lower. Oh, it's sad. It, it is painful, especially because I dude Schefter tweeted after our game the Texan or the Dolphins first round pick that they acquired from the Texans in the Laramie Tunsil trade is now a top five pick. I saw that and I wanted to just curl up and cry, and cry a little bit. Big tears, yeah, man tears. I, we could literally have like Sewell possibly if he falls we could have a patrick certain out of alabama one of the best corners in the last few years we could have even if it's a later first round pick sean wade out of ohio state somebody like that like literally anybody and we we just don't we're four and eleven we don't have draft capital what do we do at this point do we I trade jj watt who gave one of the most heartfelt post-game interviews i've ever heard i don't think that i mean i don't, I, think, that I don't think we can i don't think that can i don't happen. think we can i think i think it, from a business standpoint it makes sense but we just can't do it Mm-mm. he wants to retire a texan i think and yeah. everybody you know, everybody that's not in houston is calling for jj to get somebody free jj watt i think was barstool's yeah. caption and i don't think that's the case because this guy has poured his heart and soul into yeah. the city of Houston. And he's one of the most, lo- probably is the most loved figure in the city of Houston right now. And in the sports scene. Yes. Especially with everything Harden's doing. I think that's the only person who could have challenged him. And Harden's yeah. kind of flown off the deep end in the minds of a lot of Rockets fans. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later, but, but you know, whether it be Jose Altuve, Harden, whoever, I think, Watt is the guy that is he defines whose city is as a, Houston is as a city. Yeah. You know, Houston's yeah. a hard working town, man, and mm-hmm. it's not like Detroit in the sense where it's just a bunch of blue class people, but these the the city of Houston is a fighting city and yeah, it pains absolutely. it pains the whole city when the team that 
as JJ said, goes out and buys jerseys, Absolutely. buys all this stuff. It, it hurts to see that. So I think, and, and he really is the face of the city. I mean, Hurricane Harvey, what raises forty million dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's been with us since he was drafted. Never complained, despite everything going on right now. Uh, we have him to thank essentially for Bill O'Brien finally being fired. Uh, it really did take JJ Watt yelling about how much he sucked in practice for it to happen. I mean, this dude really is not only a leader in the city of Houston, but I would argue he's one of the best locker room leaders in the entire league. Oh yeah, you can I don't tell think there's anyone who matches JJ Watt. You could tell Absolutely. everybody in that locker room has the respect of JJ Watt. So they were mentioning in the broadcast that he's been a part of talks with uh, owner Cal McNair on who the next GM is going to be. Um, yeah. I think right now my short list is going to be Lewis Riddick. I think he deserves yeah, a I role. Like I would love to see Lewis Riddick get instilled as the GM of the Texans. And then if I'm Lewis Riddick, I'm going out and I'm getting Eric the enemy, who is the number yeah, one. I was going to say everyone's or, uh, or Schottenheimer from Seattle was another name I saw thrown around. Mm-hmm. Just get, get anybody. I saw Kafka, the quarterback coach of the chiefs is being thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, it's a matter of being to try to dip into college. It, it's it yeah, here's, here's the name. Job. Here's the name I would throw out there. And I don't think there have been any rumors about this. I know there were last year at some point, but the guy that I really can't wait to see coach in the NFL is Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I, I, that's. I, I think he's going to be that. super, super exciting mm-hmm. in the NFL. And and I think whoever gets him as a hire is getting essentially the next Sean McVay, mm-hmm. which I, I, I think is a huge asset. And I really thought that he was going to take that Cowboys job because that I, fit I did in too. perfectly for you know him. And it, yeah. I think if he wants it, he's going to take it. But I think he, he's got a pretty nifty gig out there in, in Norman. So really I don't does. think he's going to be taking it any Especially time. with a Rattler as a redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got three more years as their quarterback. I don't know if Riley wants to leave in the middle of that. Um, but yeah, if uh, if the Texans could go out and get him, that would be remarkable. Yeah, I mean, me. they have... But I, I love the enemy as a prospect too, as our, as our coach. Yeah. So uh, they, they have I won't complain as long as it's not... They they interviewed God. It they felt interviewed like it was Marvin Lewis. They interviewed and, uh, Marvin Jim Lewis and, and Jim Caldwell. I uh, thought we were in 2013 again. Yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna do it for me. I think they're gonna need to get but, someone like the enemy. I like I said, give me a younger face. Give me Riddick and the enemy, and I think we're Super Bowl contenders in three years. And that's probably a hot take, bold take. <laughs> don't care, but it is a hot take. But I think just it's better than if we hire marvin lewis as our head coach yeah uh don't don't disrespect marvin lewis co-defensive coordinator of the asu sun devils forks up and the definition of mediocre in the nfl but um (laughs) i will say this i think deshaun watson is legit a top five quarterback in the nfl he and, showed that again today. I he mean, makes insane plays. Everybody's like, well, blah, 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 blah. Baker's a better playmaker, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> when you get <laughs> down to the today. nuts and bolts of it, Deshaun Watson's best wide receiver is Brandon Cooks, followed by Chad Hansen and Kiki QT. Yeah. Um, don't don't come talking to me. Now, this guy is the Houston Texans offense. And bar, aside from an actually decent game from David Johnson today, oh, Deshaun yeah, has been the offense. There has been no run game. Crazy. It has been what is the what is Deshaun going to do with the ball? So, yeah. I I I really want people to hush when it comes to saying that Deshaun is 
over not overrated, but he's not one of the top five in the league because the guy's just yeah. a playmaker day in and day out. I would out. argue if anything, because of the team he's on, he's underappreciated. Yeah. I, I think if he were on a good team, he would be in the MVP conversation. Oh, yeah. I Even think if, he, the if the Texans are Like you said a couple weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he uh, the numbers may not show it, but that's just because he's got nobody around him. If you give him anything to work with, I mean, he's going to be uh, putting up numbers that you're seeing from the the Patrick Mahomes of the league, the Josh Allen's of the league, the, uh, the Russell Wilson's of the league. I mean, he really is in that tier of quarterback. We just yeah. haven't given him the the pieces to work with or a defense to work with yeah i mean i like we put up 31 today that should yeah. be enough to win that should be and, and we give up 37 to tom oh no brandon allen and uh the cincinnati Bengals, who are going to have a top five pick in this draft yeah the Bengals, man the Bengals. how about them and t higgins about and the, the Bengals. Gosh, man, it's just sad to watch in Houston. But, you know, um, let's just. There's another team that's hitting rock bottom right now. Who is it? It's uh, it's the Detroit Lions. Who I had the (laughs) dumb decision to say Lions plus 10.5. Why not? They're going to cover. But no, they did not cover, Owen. They lost. That did not age well. By many, many points. 40. 40 of them. You had Blaine Gabbert. 34 at halftime. Oh, yeah. You had Blaine, Blaine Gabbert, Gabbert the entire second half. <laughs> first pass attempt from Blaine Gabbert's a touchdown to Gronk. I mean, what are you doing, Detroit? I, I get I, that you I, got Chase Daniel at quarterback, but 47 points? That's uh, that's unacceptable. Yeah, it is. You're uh, your third coach? Oh, yeah. And I, I think Ooh. I forgot. the all. So the Lions coaching staff all got or their interim head coach got COVID. So they fired Matt Patricia. Then their interim coach gets COVID. So now you're on your third interim head coach. And they ended up yeah. having a a volunteer coaching assistant that was coaching one of the position groups for this week. So troubling times in Detroit, to say the least. Yeah. But it's a... Uh... Like I said, rock bottom. Yeah. On the other side of the spectrum, though, that was the most complete game I've seen from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all oh, yeah. year. Absolutely. Gronk was going. Brady had the deep ball going. I mean, everything was clicking at once. Defense looked amazing. For the I mean, Bucks. Chase Daniel or not, they had Stafford out there for the first quarter and a half, and he did nothing until he was knocked out of the game. I uh, think... A- Adrian Peterson was a non-factor. DeAndre Swift, non-factor. Um... Yes, it was the Lions, but if that Bucks team goes into the playoffs like that, if they I think can get all hot bets right are off. The playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I think all bets are off. They could do a, a Kansas City Royals-esque run through the they playoffs. They could do a number to, uh, um, to the NFC. Yeah, the Feds are going to do a sweep. I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah, they looked really good. They looked really, really good. We had football on, was it four, three days in a row? Or was it four days in a row? Yeah. Friday, Friday, well, it will be four tonight with Monday Night Football, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, Christmas Day, you usually look for basketball, but man, all those basketball games were snoozers. You know why they were? Because the Rockets were playing. Oh, yeah. The game of the day was uh, in the NFL. It was. We had two of the best Christmas presents I could ask for. First, Alvin Kamara scores six touchdowns, something that hasn't been done in 91 years. The last guy that did it, fun fact, struck out Babe Ruth. He was also a pitcher in the MLB. And in that game where he scored six touchdowns, he also kicked four extra points. 
That, that I mean, so I mean that that just goes to show how long he goes out and does it to the Saints. Absolutely nuts. And then the best part of it, a Christmas gift that we didn't ask for, but it's what we all needed. A squirter gummy. We had the gummy, man. We had the gummy. I you can't ask for anything more. <laughs> Fifty-two to thirty-three. And not just I mean, one scorigami, Owen. Two scorigamis, okay? Oh, yeah? We had Dolphins, Raiders, which was at 0.81% scorigami chance. And then the wheels fell off for the Raiders. Dolphins kicked the 44-yard field goal. In Liberty fashion. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, it was funny. Those games were going on at the same time, and they were both doing the same thing, where the defense was trying to let the offense score, and in both of their cases, it backfired. Because mm-hmm. the Raiders actually did end up kicking the field goal with, I want to say, like 19 seconds left. And then the first play for the Dolphins, they grab Fitzpatrick's face mask and he makes the throw of the year, mm-hmm. just launches it up into a blown coverage to, I don't even remember who the receiver was, but immediately puts them in field goal range after one play. Oh yeah. Blown I coverage. Mean, just terrible. Like, and then they're starting, and then they're starting Tua again next week. The Dolphins got to make up their mind. I know. I will say if one thing. If they want to go to the playoffs. I will say one thing about Flores. He's been consistent in saying Tua is going to be the starter, but- when oh yeah when it hits the fan the magic man comes in you can't just i mean you can't like is he really just there for i mean cleanup like when tua gets in trouble you're just putting in fitz magic to clean up the game and win it i mean if you're doing that why not just start him in the first place exactly exactly but i just getting back to that saints vikes games man oh man oh wow camara Fun to watch. That was insane. Fun. It's it's so weird how much better Kamara gets when Breeze is the quarterback. Mm -hmm. It was weird when when uh Taysom Hill took over for those few weeks. Like Kamara took a break. It seemed like. Uh huh. I mean he he wasn't he wasn't zone. He wasn't putting up as much yardage. Uh, and and now that Breeze is back, I mean, man, that offense is dangerous again. Very much so. So another team that could do a sweep in the playoffs, in my opinion. So I mean, there was a wacky week in the NFL. We had. The only thing that was not wacky was the Chiefs clinching the number one seed in the AFC. We were expecting that all along. The yeah. Browns, though, whoa. Okay, so the, okay, yeah. I, I will preface it in saying this. They did not have any of their wide receivers with them that were, yeah. you know, solid. They had a bunch of replacement wide receivers, which is, I guess you could say, an excuse, but they looked bad. And yeah. I mean, at the same time, you really can't call it ex- an excuse. They did it to themselves. Exactly. I mean, you you follow protocols you're acting you know in accordance with everything not not getting sick i mean you're you're in a much better position as a team i'm sure i i i think everyone knows it that they would have won that game if they had richard higgins jarvis landry and donovan peoples jones on the field oh yeah and you lose those three guys you lose your fourth receiver as well and and all of a sudden you've got jamarcus bradley as your leading receiver that's not gonna play. I, like I, yeah, it's not gonna play. Even against the the Jets, who now are are they not on a winning streak now? I mean, don't or call have, it a comeback. They, did but... they lose a game in between? Uh, uh-uh. I'm no. trying to think. Did they? No, lose no, no, a game no. That's between? a no, winning they're... streak. That's two in a row. Oh wow. Oh wow. Major league vibes. I mean, I mean absolutely. They're on a streak. I mean, they're streaking. I, I'm happy for one person in the Jets organization, and that's Frank Gore. And for the rest of them, I kind of just feel bad that they're oh, yeah. still trying to win. I do. Are, are they are they stupid? What are they do I mean? Are are you, are you stupid, dumb, or are you just a little bit of bull? Um, I'm. 
Meanwhile, the Jags are the Jags are doing the right way. James Robinson doesn't play. They get killed by Mitch Trubisky and the Bears, and the Jags have Trevor Lawrence now. I mean, he like it literally is secured. They have the first pick. Trevor Lawrence will be the first pick. He is a Jacksonville Jaguar. And if you're Jacksonville, you're pumped. And if you're the AFC South, you're like, oh no. Because I tell you, yeah. that Jags team, they're Watch only, out. what, three years removed? A whole lot of star power in that AFC, AFC South. Champ. Yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun. And Clemson connection. Henry, Trevor Lawrence, and Deshaun Watson now. Like, Clemson absolutely. connection. It's going to be fun absolutely. to watch. Absolutely. That's going to be fun. So that's, I mean, and then the Bears, too. The Bears could make the playoffs still. Bet they're you didn't good. think that was going to happen. But hey, here we go. Mitchie Magic. If they got to they gotta beat the Packers next week, which could honestly happen. I wonder i guess the packers do kind of have to play their their first team still if they want to secure the number one seed i guess because the saints are still in the running for it and this miraculously have also got a, a path to the one seed i believe but uh you know i i guess the only hope for the bears uh that they would have been able to face the packers second team is if the saints had lost this week mm-hmm. and uh obviously that didn't happen so the Bears are gonna have to go out and play another game. They're gonna have to play a good game with Mitchie Magic. It's gonna be fun to watch. Rivalry game could be in the snow again, like it was tonight on Sunday Night Football. Man, that was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But uh, a lot of fun. I mean, if you're if you're the Bears, just go and take it. It's a, the offense is clicking right now with Trubisky. Mm-hmm. They look good. Trubisky, a, fl- a, a, a switch has been flipped for Mitchie Magic. So that is gonna Absolutely. be a fun game. Uh, uh, elsewhere, Steelers won their division coming back against the Colts. Which we kind of, kind of expect. I, I, I called the series. Huge comeback. Though. It was a huge it was, comeback. It was twenty four seven Colts at one point. Mm-hmm. And so then I think it was twenty one straight for the Steelers in the second half. Mm-hmm. And then the Seahawks win their division, and the Rams lose. Cardinals also lose. The Cardinals probably are not going to yeah. make the playoffs, which is sad because they're a really fun team to watch. But the Rams probably are going to make the playoffs. Which they're is in danger. Be- which is going to be in danger it. though with the uh, golf's injury. I know He's, golf uh, with the dislocated slash maybe fractured thumb. Don't know how that's going to pan out. Hopefully it's not fractured. Cause that's a big blow for them. I don't even know who their it's backup huge. quarterback is. Is it, is it Bortles? Uh, Oh wow. That'd be very funny. <laughs> it might be Blake Bortles. Uh, I mean, let me check this out real quick. Yeah. Uh, if it's Blake Bortles, I if mean, it's Blake Bortles, just, Put him in the Super Bowl right now. No, it is oh, it's it's not. John Wolford, who is God, who? 6'1", 200 out of Wake Forest. And I want to say he has played Ooh. in the... Yeah, he's a big, big AAF guy, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. is he? He used to play for the... Oh, man. The, the now defunct Alliance of American Football. A member of the Arizona Hotshots of the AAF. Wow. So <laughs> my God. Uh, no, I forgot. Bortles. Bortles is gone. He's with Denver now. Yeah. So Jets practice squad, Arizona Hotshots, second string LA Rams quarterback. So the biggest game of his life coming up Possibly. next week. If Goff can't. If, if Goff, Goff can't go. Up. So, hey, I mean, how about this name? He had the he finished eighth in the ACC in passing yards per game at 169.8, ranking second among freshmen in the conference behind only get this name, Owen, Miami's Brad Kaya in his true oh, freshman year. He that is, is great. 
he is the first Wake Forest player to start all 12 games as a true freshman. So, hey, oh, man, wow. John Wolford, don't sleep on him. He's got a nice, nice little okay, goatee okay. going, flowing down. Uh-huh. I, I yeah. don't know, man. I, Jer- yeah, if I'm Jared Goff, I'm scared. Tell me how good he is. Yeah. If Jared, uh-huh. if, I, if, if I'm Jared Goff, I'm scared. Your, your, your job's in jeopardy. <laughs> God, how many reasons are we up to this season alone? Why it's ridiculous that Colin Kaepernick's not at least given a chance on uh, the roster? Yeah, I, I think we, we've eclipsed <laughs> the 100 mark at least. I think so. Um, I, I, the, the highlight. This could be a highlight of the season, though, for for that uh, cluster. You know what? If uh, the Rams suit up in a game with the division or a playoff spot, not the division, but a playoff spot on the line, and rather than having someone like Colin Kaepernick on the roster, they've got John Wolford. JW, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it doesn't wow. really make that much wow. sense. Doesn't make too wow. much sense. Uh, don't forget about C.J. Bethard, who, who <laughs> I mean, he at least got the win. He got the dub. Him, Nick Mullins, yeah. and Co. And we can yeah. go all the way back, staying in that division with the. Uh, how about the? Uh, how about the Broncos that one week where they didn't even have a quarterback? <laughs> Kendall Hinton. Kendall at least Hinton. that one. It was like last minute. Like you yeah, really sign a quarterback at that point. But even even on the East Coast, Washington's gone through the quarterback carousel this year. They had Taylor Heineke playing today. Yeah. I, mean, I would have said I would have said the Cincinnati Bengals with Brandon Allen at quarterback, but I forgot he's Tom Brady. Oh yeah, I forgot. Part you know, two. that's just yeah. something that you forget. You know, that's that's just a mistake that all of us make. So, it, but it, that one is is pretty shocking. It's gonna be a very interesting week next week, regardless. Yeah, uh, I, a ton I of think, scenarios that can play out. Yeah, so i I like this in the sense because some season in the nfl we already know who's going to be in the playoffs by the time we get to week 17 but i like it when there's a chance for chaos and there is a chance this week for a lot of chaos nfc that nfc east is going to be electric oh it's going to be amazing those two games best of the worst man divisional matchups too Mm -hmm. yeah going to be a whale of a matchup so uh, imagine if the cowboys make the playoffs the boys remarkable. oh jerry jones would just have you know, yeah he'd say screw oh, they, it, you know capacity. you know they would win a playoff game you know whoever comes out of the nfc east is winning a playoff game too they're mm-hmm. winning their first round matchup mm-hmm. the just, wild card just, game they're going to, to win mm-hmm. just yeah, for fun they i i think that's already that's been established um but i i think if if we get the the blessing of getting the cowboys in the playoffs i think jerry jones might just be like hey screw it full capacity why not <laughs> We're in Texas, <laughs> damn it. So, oh uh, yeah, who knows? So we'll see. A whole lot of different matchups. You're either going to go play in Virginia, you're going to play in New York, or you're going to get climate control in Dallas. So balance we'll it out. Balance it out. Yeah. It's a balancing act. And you know what a balancing act was? Oh, and, and it was Coach Steven Silas in the Rockets' first matchup this week against the Trailblazers with a lot. It felt like a playoff game, if we're being honest. And it, really did. it was a good game. Oh, man. What a whale of a matchup. Um, yeah. Nine man rotation for the Rockets. Or actually, no, it was I an mean, eight man rotation. Eight, eight, to be honest. Bruno Sorry. Really yeah. didn't play. R.I.P. Bruno Caboclo. We just hate seeing him. You know, we, we, we wish we could see Bruno. He's two weeks away from being two weeks away, Bruno Caboclo. But. Yeah. James Harden is James Harden, and he proved that to us tonight or last night, two nights ago, whatever. That game, yeah. James Harden was God. disgusting. 
down the stretch, he was lights out. Oh I gosh. mean, it, we win that game if it's not for CJ McCollum having the game, literally the game of his life. Mm-hmm. It was a career high by like eight. Uh, he, he eclipsed anything he had ever done yeah. with the Trailblazers that, that that game. So, and I really would like the entire media train to just pump the brakes on this whole thing and that the Blazers are going to be some sort of Western Conference contender this year. Yes, they're, they're one of, they're a playoff basketball team, but thinking that they can match up against the lakers come on now charles barkley needs to just throw his hundred thousand dollars down the trash disposal right now because uh that's not happening i mean Uh, especially after what we've seen from some from some other western conference teams like sacramento kings yeah clear one seed um i mean they're they're i mean they're the kings for a reason Two and one, only lost to the Suns, who, I mean, have lost one game in the past 300 days. So mm-hmm. can't blame them for that. And uh, the Kings, the most royal name in all of yeah, the NBA. I that's mean, true. Let us not forget it's, that. It's a fact. But this, it this is a fact. Blazers team almost lost to a Rockets lineup with David Nawaba starting. And I mean, I'm not putting any disrespect on Nawaba's name. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no, it's no, really good. The, the eight people that played played great. Broderick exactly. Thomas even had moments like Sterling Brown, Broderick Thomas. Absolutely. I mean, we yeah, we, I mean, good. we were just we were just clowning on Broderick Thomas in the preseason. I remember like we didn't even know who he was, and mm-hmm. he he had a couple decent plays last night. Yeah, Broderick two nights ago, really good. And, and the other eight guys in the rotation, or the seven guys in the rotation, I guess, that played that are realistically going to be part of the 10 man rotation, all seven of them played great. Mm-hmm. They did. The exception, maybe, is Tucker had some shooting struggles. But I, I don't think he's uh, all the way prepared, though, if you want my God's honest. No, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, that final play we can even talk about where Harden throws it uh, straight at Rocco, his former teammate, and uh, we lose it in overtime. I mean,. What, what I think everyone saw is PJ crash. He was open in the corner mm-hmm. uh, and you had wood on the wing open for three as well. And uh, at the last second, PJ Tucker cuts to the basket, something he never does. Yeah. PJ never cuts. And so uh, I, I mean, you, you give it to him in the corner for the three, if you're going to pass it up. Otherwise, if you're hard and you just have to go up and look for contact. Uh, and I think he would have made a shot. He was in that type of zone. I'm not going to go out there and say we, we would, we would have made that shot, but if I'm James Harden, I'm not passing out of that situation. PJ is crashing. Yeah. You need to go win the game. Cause that's what yeah. you, there's that, only, that's there's only, you if you're passing out in that situation and you're without Gordon wall and cousins, it better be to Christian wood mm-hmm. because my God, he looks like a bona fide offensive superstar. Oh my gosh. And he's got some work on the defensive end and especially yes, defensive rebounding. Definitely. I mean, Nurkic was bullying him on the boards him. at times, but, uh, God on offense that hard and wood pick and roll is beautiful. Oh my gosh. And, and wood even a alone wood was the primary ball handler sometimes when harden was he off would the just court. take it he coast to just, coast and it, it, yeah, that's so he, he really uh, so fun to watch i'm yeah just, I'm just having just, a center iso like that i'm oh falling God. in love with silas's offense i think it is just so yeah, fun to watch I am too. Um, the ball moves so much yes it, and that's it's such a it's such a fresh sight it's that atlanta hawks-esque ball movement back in the Budenholzer hawks days when they were the one seed that one year god yeah. they would just pass to pass it was so fun yeah. to watch and I'm just so ready to see this Rockets team with a completely healthy roster. Okay. Yeah. So, and I really like that comparison too. Mm-hmm. The the Hawks comparison. You've got Teague, uh, I think was the the point guard of that Hawks mm-hmm. team. You've got John Wall, another true passer like Teague. 
I mean, the big man Horford compared to, I guess, Wood is is another, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I could see how those two are similar. I mean, we, we really are kind of turning into that. Yeah, and then you have your shooter in-house uh, compared to yeah. – I'm not going to compare Mickey Mouse D-house yeah. to, to Kyle Korver, but – he's Yeah, um, he's not Kyle Korver, but th- – There's a Gordon. good – yeah is another one i mean the three and d and i think the fact is silas has come out and said hey eg you're on the bench which is something d'antoni would never do d'antoni would never make that distinction it was always like gordon was in some sort of purgatory the entire season for for silas to come out and say eg is going to lead our bench unit this team is going to be solid if we can get similar minutes from sterling brown and similar minutes from david nawaba Coming into a full strength Rockets team, this team yeah. is easily that ten man rotation is filthy. Easily top four team in the West, and it's Absolutely. not even. A question. I would argue. I would argue after that uh, game we just witnessed today between the Mavericks and the Clippers that we may be the second best team in the Western Conference at full strength. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, I know the, the Clippers were missing Kawhi in that game, but you're down by fifty at halftime to the Mavericks. Yeah, that's literally the biggest halftime deficit in a game in the shot clock era. I mean. They, is is Kawhi really going to make that much of a difference? I, I, I something needs to click for them, and something yeah. needs to click fast. So, and, and it's crazy because they beat the Lakers on opening night. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, mean, I feel like, and yes, there's some H Town bias in here. Don't get me wrong, but if you're an NBA fan and you watch the Rockets and how they play, and yes, this is only one game, and it's not even full strength. I think by the end of January, we're going to have a good gauge on where the Rockets are at. And I I, even in the next week, once we get back to full strength, if we can stay healthy and James Harden, who went and said that this team, quote unquote, has a chance, who he's talking about the team for the first time in a positive light. I think Harden stays and the Rockets can make a run this year because they have the pieces to defend the Lakers like they used to. And people yeah. going out there and saying that the Warriors are going to be some, they're going to magically <laughs> be a playoff team. Steph Curry d- cannot handle the load of James Harden. Yeah, James Harden c- is built to uh... be the only superstar. He can do that on a night to night basis. Steph Curry just can't go up there and just chuck, 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 shot, 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 shot. Oh, yeah. He I mean, needs secondary ball handlers. And Wiggins losing by, cut they it lost now. by 40 on Christmas Day to the Bucks, And then tonight against the uh, against the Bulls, it was Damian Lee hitting a game-winning three or else they would have been 0-3. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played a Bulls team that looks like they probably are the worst team in the league. And they barely scraped by after just absolute blowout losses the first two games. Mind you, to the Nets and Bucks, But still, I mean, if you want to be a playoff team, you got to at least compete with those teams. And they, we just saw nothing uh-uh. of we, that sort. Wiggins we, looks awful. Yeah. Uber up, up until tonight, I saw a stat on field goal attempts that were not dunks up to a point tonight. Kelly Oubre started the season 0 for 31. And so shots that were not just slam dunks for him, he was literally 0 for 30. I mean, that can't happen. it's everybody was going into the year saying that the Rockets aren't even going to, if you base off what I saw from the the preseason, yes, it was the, they were playing the bulls once again, but wall and cousins and this whole team, if they play to their strengths, I think they are one of the best teams in the West and not even close. The Lakers look good. The Mavs today looked really good, which I don't know if it's because of the Clippers or whatever, but you're th- I'm seeing the East as being the more competitive conference right now. The Nets look amazing. Look the Nets look like they can put a fight up against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. 
I think that'd be a fun finals matchup. I mean, mean, Kyrie's playing at an MVP level right now. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant looks like he hasn't skipped a beat from that Achilles injury. They look... And people clown on Kyrie, and I don't get it. I think this guy does so much for the community. If you look in, he A, has the cheapest and most high-quality signature shoe come that is put out by Nike with the Kyrie, and he goes out and he allows for these children to have a nice basketball sneaker, which is something a lot of kids can't grow up with. They clown him for putting Sage throughout the entire uh, TD Garden when they came back to Boston, yet the guy is literally officially a Native American. Yeah, yeah and it's literally religious. That's thing. his religious thing. bringing that up so much. But people clown it. That... It, it, this guy's the most misunderstood person in the NBA, and he, he absolutely is. I think if him and it for from from what I can tell, him and KD have looked good together on court. So if they yeah. can continue that, their their core, and if I'm the Nets, I'm not trading for James Harden. I love having a, a deep bench with Karis LeVert. Yeah, that's, and Jared that's Allen. exactly what I was thinking. I, I mean, mean, if you're the if you're the Nets and you're looking at how you've performed these first few games, why would you change anything? And you have a guy I mean, in Landry broke, Shaman too. It. You you, you forget yeah. that you went out and you got a Landry Shaman in a trade. So yeah, this team is deep, and I would prefer having a deep team over a team with James Harden, who. You know, who's just throwing another superstar in the mix, another, you know, possibly problematic guy. I mean, mm-hmm. right now you've got Katie, you've got Kyrie, which is all the star power you need. And then you've got a great supporting cast and a super deep bench. I mean, why change it? Exactly. Honestly. And like you said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, you know, yes, we're only, what, three three games into the season, but... Yeah, and it's you can tell it's early because the undefeated teams so far, I just want to get this in, the undefeated teams still left in the league are the 1-0 Thunder, the 2-0 Hawks, and then the 3-0 Pacers, Magic, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs, like, What is that list? I, I wouldn't have guessed that any of those teams would have been playoff teams coming into this year. Maybe the Pacers and the Hawks I could see, but the Magic, the Cavs, and the Thunder also all undefeated. The Thunder, mind you, being 1-0, but... And I mean, still Markel Fultz has looked really good for that magic team signed oh, an has. extension too. Yeah. So he's locked up now in Orlando. And if he can get back to playing at his pace that he was playing in Washington before just, yeah, everything potential. happened, if he could play to his potential that that magic team with Vucevic is going to be really nice. Yeah. Really nice. And, and Cole Anthony, who's looked really good. Oh yeah. True. As, true. As a rookie. So I don't know, man. I, that cat, another, another team, that Cavs team too, I think could be their, you know as at an extended you know period i i think they're good enough to maintain a playoff position at this point just based off what i've seen so far uh garland and sexton have been working really well together in the backcourt and then uh drummond is a big man is always going to be you know super sound huge huge rebounder you know he's going to get you shots close to the basket and then that supporting cast too you've got shetty osman performing well shetty uh, isaac okoro not much of a scorer but he's been really really good as a rookie just you know as nothing else, just almost like a PJ Tucker type, just mm-hmm. you know, which is, doing which is someone you need school. to have on your team. That's you know, invaluable. It is uh, invaluable. So and then, you know, you forget they've still got Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr. I mean, that team has they have veterans. They and have a whole lot of young star power too. So yeah, I think do. that they're going to be fun to watch. And you know, that the the magic getting back to them, I think um, that team might not be as legit as we think it is but they were a playoff team last year 
I mean, let's yeah, not they forget were. that. They snuck, in. Um, they snuck in. And then I could at least see them in a play on a play in game capacity because I, I forgot they're doing the the double the eight, the, nine, and ten play in. Yeah, like I could at least see them, if nothing else, is a nine or ten seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Kings, man, we 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 were recording our special <laughs> our special episode, and we saw the Kings do what they had to do on opening night. I mean, that was God. That game was insane. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, that Kings team, I love what I'm loving what I'm seeing from Halliburton. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Buddy Heald. I think this team is solid. Yeah, and they have Hassan Whiteside. So I yeah. don't know, man. If if they can figure out the big man situation, I mean, Bagley is not playing as well as he should, and then Rashawn Holmes and Hassan Whiteside, if you that out and figure out you know how to how to work those guys in without you know just absolutely losing something at the big man position to other teams who just have frankly better center options i mean that team could i i guess theoretically uh sneak their way into a 10 mm-hmm. maybe a nine i don't i don't see much more from that i think that's pretty much their ceiling but i mean they're they've at least got somewhat of a nucleus to build around and i remember like at the end of last season they were really i mean they hated each other if you remember i mean there was a bunch of subtweeting going on uh luke walton didn't have control of the locker room and i think that's turning around just based on what i've seen this first week Mm -hmm. he's making them come correct so i think it's going to be a very fun nba season i'm really it's such a quick turnaround i'm finally starting to click that it's a new season so rockets get all their players back next friday or this friday so it'll be interesting to see. So they have what? It's two more games without. Um, they have a game I tonight. It's just one. I think. I think for the game Thursday, they may have those players back. Yes, and that game is against the Kings too. So that'll be fun. Um, oh, is it? So, I know we've got Denver on on Monday tonight. It was yeah, a, we're a we're at altitude tonight. Denver we're at altitude. Oh, and two. So that is going to be very interesting to see how the Rockets are going to perform yeah. as a whole can we, unit. Can we make? Can we take the Nuggets to zero and three? I mean, is that something you would have expected? I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it, it is at altitude, so we'll see. We've had trouble there in the past just there because it's at altitude. So, um, I would love to see it though. I'd love to see him make it zero and three, and we'll see, man. I'm just so pumped, man. I, it, James is staying yeah. for now. Hopefully, prayers up. I, but... And and uh, dude, I was watching Wob on Twitter, Rob Perez, uh, and he was talking about something that I, another like really really good comparison i thought and that was uh when kobe when he was playing for the lakers went on a radio show literally in los angeles and like said on air trade me and they didn't trade him and then he won two more championships with them harden hasn't explicitly come out and said yes i want to be traded it's always you know sources say or reports say harden wants to be traded we haven't heard him in a direct capacity in an interview say yeah i don't want to play here anymore and until that happens, like I'm holding out hope that we may even be able to to retain him, if nothing else, for the remaining length of his contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, this dude's still been in Houston for what eight nine years now. I mean, he's committed to the city. You get some sort of, you build some sort of connection to the city at that point. And if you're if you're playing with that team in that first game and you realize what kind of potential this team has, why leave? Mm-hmm. I mean, why continue to expand and say, you know, I still want out of here. I, I, I feel like it could turn into a situation where he ends up staying after, you know, these reports of trade rumors come out. I, frankly, I, I don't think it's a given that he leaves. Mm-hmm. And I would, oh man, if if James Harden stays this season, the Rockets are deadly, very deadly. They are. I will say that, because um, yeah. 
people sleep on the Rockets. People sleep on James Harden, and they're about to wake up. I'll tell you that much because you know who else has slept on who Owen and is especially going to be dangerous next year. The San Diego Padres, the dads, the dads, the dads, man, the dads go out and swing a deal. They get an ace again. They're they're in win now mode officially with that trade. They traded away their future for for him. Oh yeah. Patino is going to be a stud, but they kept McKenzie Gore, which is big for them because they they had a surplus of starting pitching. And oh, yeah. I'm guessing that they were higher on Gore than they were Patino. So for and yes, it's a lot. Don't get me wrong. That's yeah. a lot. Giving up Mejia as well. Cole Wilcox. I mean, it, they're they're giving up prospects. But I mean, it is Blake Snell. We saw what he could do in the playoffs last year. And, and honestly, frankly, didn't get to see enough of it because of how quickly they pulled him in the playoffs, which I think probably led to this trade. If I remember, I think I called that. Snell was probably going to seek a trade after this season. Yep. Just because of his body language in those games, the fact that I, I think he feels like he's being restricted there. And uh, coming to the Padres, I think that starting rotation now is disgusting. And they have him for the next three years. Um, this year, they're going to have him at 11 mil, 13 mil the year after that, and 16 mil in 2023. He becomes an unrestricted free agent at age 31 in 2024. That's, that's really not even bad for Snell. Uh-uh. It uh, is 11, 13, and 16. That's relatively a Cy Young for a caliber. That caliber. That's a Cy Young winner. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Padres had been thrown around as a mystery team for Trevor Bauer, and but instead they go out and get Snell, who was a lot, a lot of teams' radar after he was in surprisingly in trade talks. And even Heyman goes out and saying that the next person up is the Rays getting rid of their most tenured player, Kevin Kiermeyer, which is going to be something that's going to be very weird is, to see if it happens weird to see him in a different uniform. Um, but you know, the Rays they, let's not forget that they were in the world series this year. So yeah, um, they were. I mean, they're, they're still going to be back. Their rotation is still good with Morton and glass. Now. Well, Morton's gone. Glass remember? now looks, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Morton's Morton's gone, so it's glass now. Now, um, and and, and the an bullpen, ace. the bullpen is nice, but in the bullpen, I mean, the way they've got things going there with the opener and uh, the deep bullpen, the stable. I mean, they've they've stable. still got a pitching staff. Yep. So, but but you look at the Padres now. That is it. One of, if not the best rotations in baseball right now. You have Denelson Lamet. You have ne- not this year, but next year you'll have Mike Clevenger. Um, you have the boy, the sheriff, my boy Chris Paddock. You have Mackenzie Gore coming New up. Paddock on my wrist. Mm. White Diamond, then, I, I, you know, hey, yeah, Paddock, the sheriff, the big boy, uh, and then Mackenzie Gore, Joey Lucchese, uh, the list goes on and on. And if they can maybe come out and re-sign Kirby Yates, or they swung a deal for Trevor Rosenthal, either or, that bullpen is nice too. And they yeah. might be a top two team in the NL, but still not win their division just because of how good the Dodgers are. And let's not forget the Dodgers yeah. are still in the running for Trevor Bauer. So they might not even have the best pitching rotation in their division. So um, they still may not even have the best pitching rotation in their division. Just, I mean, you forget. Oh, Price is coming Kershaw, back. Kershaw, Bueller, and Price are their top three. With, Gosh, uh, I forgot Price else? is coming Gratterall. back. Adderall. Uh, Julio Rios, who was amazing in the World Series, basically won them that final game. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that Dodgers staff is still ridiculous. Gosh, that's so crazy. But it's but, good uh, to see the dads in win-now mode. I, I love it. Yeah. For, uh, actually, Tatis is playing in the Dominican Winter League right now. Uh, they're in the playoffs. So Tatis is playing. 
in the Dominican Winter League right now. I think the Padres are just on the come up. If they can get similar production out of Machado next year on top of guys like Cronenworth and uh, it just even subpar uh, production from Hosmer, that's a good team. That's a damn good team. Yeah. Um, it is. let's not forget Austin Nola too. I mean, they made, they made a trade for Nola. Um, yeah. good hitting option at catcher. And they benefit and, a lot uh, if they get a universal DH. I think that can be set for a lot of NL teams. I mean, they oh, have yeah, the for bats, sure. um, for sure to do it. And, you know, Snell pitched at Petco for the whole postseason uh, except the world series. So, uh, similar ballpark and, you know, Petco is a good place to play, but, um, they, this is kind of, Astros esque. Uh, I'm not going to reach that far, but I might just in the sense that uh, the Astros started unloading their surplus of prospects once they started to win, and the Padres are winning and they're starting to unload their prospects. Yeah. Uh, Is so, this the Verlander trade for them? Yeah, man. It uh, could essentially. Be. It could be. I think I think they're one bad away, um, which is a lot. Not, not one, saying a lot. one like strong bad. Yeah. Away. I it's think gotta be someone good. if they go out and get like a Marte, a Starling Marte, I like that. I I would I love that. that. I could see Marte. I could see Marcelo Zuna. Just a bat like that, a guy that's I, gonna especially with the universal DH. If they can bring in Ozuna as their DH, because mm-hmm. Ozuna is such a liability on defense. I mean, you really have to have him in a DH capacity, which I think until they confirm that the universal DH is coming back, kind of limits him to NL or to AL teams. I mean, for kind of his his uh full potential i mean if it happens i could see him going back to an nl team he was there last year with the braves i mean it's he's used to the nl he's really never played in the al so we'll see yeah snell's projected a 3.5 war uh, according to fan graphs next year which is going to be big um he had a 4.8 war season his cy young year in 2018 so man that is going to be a huge pickup so yeah. Uh, other than that, MLB has been quiet. We've been itching to talk MLB, Owen. I know you want to talk MLB. I know I want to talk MLB. That's my favorite yeah. league. And there hasn't been a lot to talk about, but we finally get something hot in the hot stove with the Snell trade. Things are still up in the air with Trevor Bauer. You can cancel the Padres being a part of the Bauer chase uh, in my book. Uh, the Angels were in on Snell. Uh, they had the prospects to do it, but they didn't up in up getting him so i could see them for bauer i could see and a lot a name that's been coming up a lot recently is the blue jays for bauer which is kind of weird for me i've seen the blue jays in for bauer and springer and that's a team that i would be that'd be a a, a weird pickup for the blue jays uh getting a bauer because you already have i mean it's it's just weird in general because of the small market and Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the staff they've already got yeah they have ryu uh and I don't know. That's another young team that I could see if they go out and make a move, they could be something special. Uh, and then, of yeah. course, the Mets. The Mets are going to get at least one of Springer or Bauer. I've come to that conclusion. I think so. Uh, yeah, and think I'm so. leaning more towards Springer every day. I, I know I made that hot take a couple weeks ago. Springer was going to sign that week, but it didn't end up happening. So hopefully this was the kickstart we needed to get deals going because Maybe. I want to see give me Jackie Bradley Jr. in an Astros uniform and you know we we even heard small news that Jason Castro might be going to the Astros uh a reunion of sorts to be the uh, backup catcher behind yeah. the boy he, he had moments Maldi. with Minnesota so yeah. i could see it and you had a nice I mean, solid he's, bounce he's used to the club a decent bounce back year with the uh Angels going to the uh Padres at the tail end of that year um yeah. so 
Anything's possible, man. I I, I just want to see somebody sign. Let's get some signings going before, you know, we get to February. You know, let's get it going. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, MLB, I, we're, we're coming back. We're coming back to the MLB. Uh, but let, let's close it out. We got we got college basketball to close oh, out. And Gonzaga it's heating up. is not going to lose a basketball I, game. Yeah, I don't think they are either. Until the tournament. I, mm-hmm. I think anything can happen once you get to March Madness. But until then, I mean, they just absolutely destroyed a Virginia team that has looked good this season and Jalen Suggs had what eight points I think for Gonzaga mm-hmm. I mean they're so deep and so talented like th- I think this really is Mark Few's best team yes that he's had I, I really don't see them falling from that number one spot uh all season I, I think they've pretty much got that on lock and, and it's it's crazy because I, I mean this was a team who was in a game at least for a little bit against Kansas at the beginning of the season I mean they're uh, they were in a very close game, if I if I remember right, against West Virginia. I think they nearly lost that one. But, I mean, I think this is a team that is going to run the table uh, in in the West Coast Conference. I don't see anyone putting up a fight. And uh, hey, another team that I think could run the table. <laughs> hey, another team I think could run the table, to be honest, is a team that I think is about to get in the top 25, or the top five, sorry. And that is... Uh, the Cougs. The Cougs, man. Go Cougs. Number six in the nation right now. Kelvin Sampson's team still undefeated. Squeaks by Central Florida UCF. Yeah. Um, the team is solid, and, man. And Iowa lost ahead of them this yeah. week on a, I believe it was Christmas Day to Minnesota in mm-hmm. that crazy game. So I, I would have to think U of H is probably is probably a top five team in this this next week's rankings. We live in a society huge. where U of H could be a number one seed going into the tournament, which is something that Absolutely. is crazy to say. Especially because the two teams ahead of them are are Baylor and Kansas, who are about to have a, a hell of a Big 12 schedule. Yeah. I mean, I, I know my own Longhorns were uh, scheduled to have our last cupcake of the season with AM Corpus on Tuesday. That got canceled. The Islanders. So so now three of a or three of uh ut's next four games are against kansas west virginia and i want to say uh texas tech is the other Mm -hmm. it's three really really strong teams i mean Mm -hmm. that big 12 we've talked about it before that's a really strong conference yes very very i i really don't think houston has that kind of that kind of star power in their conference so if they can you know beat ucf both times if they can beat memphis both times and they can run through you know the temples of the of the conference i mean they really could be uh, a top five team, a one seed going into Selection Sunday as well, which is going to be something to look forward to for if you're if you're U of bonkers. H team. Absolutely bonkers. Call me Tyler the Creator. Um, yeah. Yonkers. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I thought it was big for Iowa to lose, and you know I think if U of H can continue the pace that they're on, like you said, the American is not as deep as the Big Twelve. And yeah. even the Big Ten, in some respects, Northwestern three and O for the first time in fifty oh, yeah. years. Big Ten's doing what they always do; they're yeah. starting to cannibalize themselves. Yes. So, Ohio State, Rutgers, Michigan I mean, State, LCs all lost this week. You've got that Wisconsin team that beat Michigan State this past week. They're giving me flashbacks to that uh, the Sam Decker, Frank Kaminsky Wisconsin teams. I think they're that good. Your they boy could, Bryson Koenig. Oh yeah, Bronson Koenig is a beast nigel hayes i mean monster I, I think this wisconsin team that we're seeing right now could honestly make a run like that those teams did i, I think it's take. a super i think it's a super well coached team i think it's a really uh well put together team 
And uh, as much as I hate to say it, I, I think uh, Indiana is is uh, not looking like one of the hottest teams in the Big Ten. I think pretty much everyone else is. I, I love Wisconsin. I love, uh, even though they lost, I, I like that Michigan State roster. I like the Ohio State roster. I like the Rutgers roster. Illinois came back out and got a comeback victory or kind of a bounce back victory. Iowa obviously is still a top 10 team even after their loss this week. I mean, it's so deep. And now you've got teams like Northwestern who are 3-0. We forget Michigan's still an undefeated team. I mean, it's it's really crazy how deep this conference is. Yeah, very deep. Very, very, very deep. Um, But yeah, we were watching that Indiana-Northwestern game. And number one for Northwestern was just putting buckets in oh, at the end of oh, the man. game. Oh, me, oh, my. That Northwestern team looked really well. And, you know, it's a banner year for Northwestern. They... Okay, they might not have won the Big Ten championship in football, but they made it to the championship game. And they're now 3-0 and in the Big Ten. I could see them possibly – this is a strong I could reach. see them in the tournament at a minimum. Yeah, at the minimum in the tournament, sweet 16-bound question mark. Ooh. That, I is mean, a, that is a hot take. That is I, a bold I take. See them – I see them right now as possibly like – probably in, in my mind like an 8 or 9 seed in the tournament. I could see them matching up with like, I don't know, like an Arkansas in the first round. I, I don't know, just just a team like that. Like I don't I don't know if Arkansas is any good this year, but uh, just teams like that. And and I really think Northwestern could be someone that could even put a one seed on upset alert if they mm-hmm. are in an eight nine matchup like that. Definitely, Chase Audige is the name of number one for Northwestern. There I was just go. putting bucket in after bucket, and then as I'm yeah. looking uh owen where does this name rank on the top names in college basketball number zero for northwestern first name boo last name buoy boo buoy oh yeah i guard boo buoy boo buoy he's he's good too he's one of their he's one of their top scorers if not their top scorer brother of teron buoy he's a he's a talent but uh yeah i i think boo buoy is probably somewhere around um it's probably top five it may even be towards the top especially now that you've got guys like precious achua in the league already yeah i mean that was that was one that was hard to top in the in in college basketball last season i mean i'd have to do my research but i think boo booey has to be i think boo booey's are our early front runner for name of the year in college basketball now absolutely um we'll have to do more research but i mean early early uh we, we can make a projection that boo booey could be carrying the uh carrying the name game when it comes there to this year's basketball season so yeah whole lot yeah. of stuff to look forward to in college basketball as we move yeah. into 2021 and the one of the key signs of moving into 2021 on the other side of the pond is boxing day the day after christmas day so all the premier league teams play on boxing day and it was a big win for arsenal who we talked about it last Huge. week was cl- very nearly facing relegation come out there catch a dub that is big for over them. over chelsea too a top five mm-hmm. team and an arrival at absolutely that absolutely huge yeah and so, it's a it's a big win for your uh, uh your own everton club yes as well. a late goal uh and we're, we're we uh we're we beat sheffield united we are in the top four currently in route to a champions league berth are the toffees up the toffees carlo ancelotti carlo fantastico carlo magnifico um it was a really really boring game a lot of people will just say soccer all soccer games are boring but it was a very a dull game played by the everton squad but they went out there and they got the three points 
and it was big for them much needed yeah so and uh, like and much needed for arsenal too i mean uh if it's if it's not for that victory they're they're staring relegation right at the face like you said yeah, like we really said are. they haven't been relegated since the uh early 1900s or the early two yeah, yeah early 1900s so uh yeah. and just talking about like you know how how close it could have gone either way and now i think they're up to maybe even 13th or 14th in the table and i know last week when we were talking about the possibility of them getting relegated we said like you know we probably see them finishing at like a 10 11 12 that's a huge thing up there that's a big I step mean, forward assume for they can beat the teams down at the bottom of the table but if they can keep getting wins like that against the chelsea's against the everton's against the man U's, then uh they could find their way up up towards the top half of the table even by the end of the season yeah i, I really don't think it's all that far-fetched most definitely and uh man united has they've only played 14 matches as well as man city but uh everton's right now top two in the table next to liverpool so um i don't i know numbers never lie and number two is is pretty damn good i'll tell you that so yeah. uh that's all, that's all i gotta toffees have do. won their last four pl matches uh they did fall in the efl cup to man united during the week which was kind of a disappointing result but i think if they can find their way into the champions league it's going to be very interesting for them so owen yeah as we get yes. ready to close out the 20th episode of Controlled Chaos, this is big. We talked about Messi possibly leaving uh, FC Barcelona uh, on an earlier episode of Controlled Chaos. Now Messi says in an interview that he quote-unquote dreams of one day playing in the U.S. So, if you are the MLS, what team does Messi go to? I mean... Columbus Crew just won the championship, but I don't know if I see him there. I think I might see him on like a. I don't want to go Sounders because I think that's too basic, but I could see him on like a West Coast. I mean, who says no to Messi? To, I, there are two that stand out in my mind. One is the one that I would love to happen my own Portland Timbers, if he mm. was a Timber. Uh, and then the other one, the San Jose Earthquakes. I don't know why, but something's just popping out. Earthquakes. I, I'm going to have to go with a upstart league, the Inter-Miami CF, which is a expansion oh, wow. team that are just getting started, which are minority owned by David Beckham, of all people. So oh, wow. I could see Messi going to Inter-Miami. Okay, which okay. would be really interesting. I would just like to see Messi in general. And you I said, would love to see him, dude. Next season, if he's with San Jose, him and Wondolowski next to each other. I mean, Wondolowski, top. I mean, highest scorer in MLS history. Nobody just, has more goals than him. It's gonna be so Why funny not? to think Messi living in San Jose, California, or like Messi <laughs> living in. You know, imagine he Messi goes to Columbus, Portland, yeah, Oregon. Yeah, Messi Columbus, to Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. That'd be so funny. Um, that's why I really can only see him going to maybe like a Miami or an LA, LAFC, like a West Coast, Miami. East Coast kind of thing. Yeah. Screw it, the Dynamo. Just kidding, but that'd be fun. Could you imagine? Um, <laughs> can you imagine? Ooh, yeah, Chicago so, Fire. Ooh, that's another good one. Um, yeah, or NYC too. So we'll see. But yeah, I think it would have to be a big market team that would pick him up. Yeah, most definitely. So, Owen. 20 episodes yes. down man i i'm excited to see what we have in store in 2021 oh, for y'all yeah. just Absolutely. getting started here on controlled chaos so uh let's hope the hot stove gets going man we got nfl week 17 we got a college football 
semifinals leading up to a national championship. So, as always, follow us on Twitter. We had a hashtag chaos frenzy going on this week. Our podcast on Twitter at controlled chaos pod that's spelled c-n-t-r-l-d chaos pod on twitter owen of course is on twitter at owen kiska with two eyes me on all socials at wooly zach man thank y'all so much for tuning in we really appreciate it y'all are so amazing tuning in and listening to our wonderful podcast so uh yeah keep that same energy you got any you got any hot takes you got Uh, any bold takes going into 2021 for the week 2021 i think um Oh man, bold man. We got. Th- I mean, this is the longest 365 days I've ever had to deal with. So I'm gonna go. I mean, it doesn't even have to be for the whole year. You could just go for the next week if you wanted. Okay, I next mean, week. Whatever you're feeling. Let's say, uh, you know, I went MLB. I'll go MLB again. I'm gonna go Bauer signs this week, <laughs> and wow. it's okay. gonna be to. Oh, let me make it hot. I'll go Angels. Screw it. I'm gonna go hometown okay. team. That was gonna be an angel. You know, I think I think my hot take for the week is I'm gonna say the Giants will be a playoff team. Oh, I'm there for that one too. The New York Giants are going to the playoffs. Get me Colt McCoy book it. in the playoffs. Do we book it to yeah, Notre Dame Colt beating McCoy Alabama? A playoff too? Game would be amazing. Uh, I don't <laughs> no, know if I can never. <laughs> Notre Dame covers is a hot take, so I don't I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go into it pessimistic. So if they win, it'll be the greatest moment of my Spurs oh, life. Yes, I we, we will come in if Notre Dame somehow pulls off the upset next week. I will come in episode 21, guns a blazing. Screw music. God, we'll go directly. I'll record the whole <laughs> podcast in Spanish. Yeah, I'll, yeah, we'll speak it in Spanish. <laughs> we'll tra- we'll translate the whole. Thing. yeah controlled if chaos in espanol oh my gosh so yeah uh happy new year to y'all and you know keep it keep it keep it going keep that same energy y'all have a yeah. wonderful week a wonderful new year keep that same energy we'll see y'all next week peace Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad.